Hey, this is Rodney Gage. I'm the pastor of Rethink Life Church in Orlando, Florida, and this is our podcast. Thank you so much for checking it out today. I hope it encourages and inspires you to live with a new perspective, make better choices, and have a greater impact with your life. Here's today's message. Good morning, Rethink Life, and Happy New Year. Are you guys excited? Well, do me a huge favor, and while you're clapping, would you just give those that are watching us today online a warm welcome to Rethink Life, and uh, we're excited because um, several months ago, we had uh, purchased and ordered uh, new live stream equipment, and um, we are getting many of those pieces in as we speak, and we're looking forward to this year being a new opportunity for us to be able to uh, bring what we do inside this room to people literally all over the world. They can watch it and experience it live with us. And so we're so grateful that you're here in person and we're grateful for those of you who are watching us online. And man alive, I'm about ready to jump out of my skin. I'm so excited for 2022 and all that God has in store for us. And so today I just wanna dive in uh, if it's okay with you because uh, I have been uh, kinda like in many ways almost like, uh, I don't know, I just been like, Christmas is awesome. I love Christmas, but there's just something about getting off on a fresh start. There's just something about the beginning of a new year that gets me excited. And I don't know about you, but aren't you grateful that right here on the second day of 2022, we have a blank canvas, we have a blank page, and listen, yesterday ended last night, today's pages are blank, which simply means that we have a brand new beginning. Can I get an amen? And so today, I want to share with you just briefly something that God's put on my heart, and I want to talk to you about taking possession of your future. Taking possession of your future. It's interesting that when you think about everything that God has in store for us, that he has in store for my life and for you, listen, it's not going to be necessarily given to us. We're going to have to take possession of what God has in store for us. And I think for most people, and I'm sure some of you have already done this, you know, we start out with a new calendar year making what? New year resolutions, right? And so if you're like most people, most people begin to think about things that they want to do, people that, you know, they want to become in terms of what their aspirations are. You know, they set goals and they have these aspirations of who they want to become and what they want to accomplish and things they want to ultimately see come to fruition. But here's the issue. According to the University of Scranton, <laughs> millions of people make New Year resolutions every year. However, research shows that fewer than half actually make good on those resolutions, especially after six months. So basically around 40% are still going strong after six months after they've made these resolutions. In fact, only 8% ultimately are successful. That's staggering to me. And why is that? Why do so many people start out strong, but unfortunately they don't finish strong. Well, I'll tell you why. It's because change is hard, right? I mean, change is 
hard. We get stuck in a rut. We get into bad habits. We, we have a hard time following through on the things that we say we want to actually accomplish. In fact, studies even show that even after a heart attack, listen to this, even after a heart attack, 14% of patients, listen to this, do not make any lasting changes when it comes to their eating habits or exercising. And that's staggering to me. In fact, 10, listen to this, most people make New Year resolutions on 10 separate occasions and yet never actually fulfill them. And yet we get into this perpetual cycle for whatever reason of just kind of doing the same thing over and over, but we confuse activity with accomplishment. Well, the only way that we're going to actually make good on the things that we want to see happen, the only way that we're going to really experience all that God has for us is for us to take possession of what's in front of us. We've got to take possession of our future. And I don't think there's anybody in all of the Bible who maybe showed this by example greater than the person of Joshua. In fact, Joshua, for me, is one of my favorite Bible characters. And I think one of the reasons why uh, he is one of my favorite uh, Bible characters is simply because he was known as being this guy who was not only optimistic, but he was also one who did the impossible. In other words, he had so many things that were coming against him. The odds were stacked against him, but yet he overcame, he persevered. And as a result, God used him to accomplish amazing things. He fought battle after battle. As a matter of fact, General Douglas MacArthur once said of Joshua that he was perhaps the greatest general who has ever lived. And it's amazing to me how someone like Joshua, who had so much really working against him, was able to actually fulfill the destiny that God had for he and the people that he was leading. So I wanted to set the stage for each of us here today because here are approximately or roughly around a million people that are gathered there on the banks of the Jordan River for the second time. Because the first time they blew it. The first time they had an opportunity to take possession of the land. But they sent some spies, we perhaps know the story, they sent some spies, 12 spies went out, surveyed the, the land, they came back with a report Listen to this, 10 came back with a negative report to Joshua being one of the two. Joshua and Caleb came back with a faith-filled, optimistic report saying, yeah, there's giants and yeah, there's going to be challenges, but we can take them. We can do this. Well, unfortunately, the majority ruled and because of that, they made a horrible decision and they chose to disobey God. And so as a result, they wandered in the wilderness for some 40 years. And so here they are, once again, coming back full circle. And God is teeing it up again for the people of Israel. So here they are, standing on the bank of the Jordan River. And now Joshua is the new leader. And he's getting ready to take possession. He's getting ready to mobilize a million plus people to go and take possession of the future, their destiny, the land that God had promised them. And he says 
in Joshua chapter 1, verse 11. In fact, if you have your Bibles, you can open them up with Joshua chapter 1. I'm going to be spending most of my time there. Joshua chapter 1. In fact, I would encourage you just to read that whole passage of Scripture when you get a chance. But Joshua chapter 1, looking at verse 11. Here's what God said. He said to Joshua, go through the camp and tell the people, get your provisions ready. Three days from now, you will cross the Jordan here to go in and notice, take possession of the land. The Lord your God is giving you for your own. So God told Joshua, here's what I want you to do. He said, I want you to make provisions. I want you to get yourself ready. I want you to get the people ready. Because you're going to actually go and you're going to take possession of the land and it's going to become your own. So here are some things that I want to challenge you with. I think the same applies to you and me for 2022. As I stated a moment ago, listen, all the things that we want to see happen don't just happen. We have to take possession. We have to actually get ourselves ready to embrace what God has in store for our lives. So here Joshua is receiving a little pep talk from God himself. And through this pep talk, what God is basically doing is he's trying to help Joshua understand that there's going to be some things that you're going to have to focus on. In other words, there are some specific things that you're going to have to do if you're going to be successful. If you're going to take possession of the land, if you're going to take possession of your future and your destiny, God is saying to Joshua, you're going to have to do some very specific things. And I think the same is true for you and me. In fact, two times in the verses that we're about to read, God actually told Joshua, in order for you to be successful, he used the word successful twice. He said, in order for you to be successful, you've got to do these things three things. And here are the three things that I want to encourage you to do if you're going to take possession of 2022 and take possession of your future. The first is this, and that is set up a plan. Set up a plan. We've all heard the expression, people don't plan to fail. They just fail to what? Plan. The problem is, is that a lot of us, we have all these goals and all these aspirations, as I mentioned a few moments ago, But many of us don't actually have a plan for how we're going to actually do these things or accomplish these things. In Joshua chapter 1, verse 2 and 3, notice what God said. Or actually what Joshua said, Moses, my servant, is dead. So here is Joshua's response. He said, now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River. I will give you every place where you set your foot as I have promised Moses. So once again, God is communicating to Joshua and he's giving him an opportunity to go and take take possession. But in order for him to do that, he's got to actually come up with a plan. So what Joshua did is he actually went and he mobilized the people. And here's what Joshua told them. He said, get ready. In fact, he goes through the camp and he's telling the people, get your provisions ready. In other words, Joshua was coming up with a plan on how they were going to cross the Jordan and take possession of the land. 
Now, I read something the other day as I was preparing for this I thought was kind of interesting. In fact, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts, uh, just ramping up, kind of even getting my own mindset uh, ready for this year. And, and I was challenged by some things because I have found myself doing the exact same thing that most people do when it comes to the aspirations and the goals and those New Year resolutions that we all say we want to actually do. And let me give you what NBC News um, and also Christianity Today, I'm kind of combining some of these lists. But let me give you some of the most common New Year resolutions that people often make. And I'm sure you can relate to these. Number one, lose weight. Hello. Yes. Man, I tell you what, I won't even get started on that one. Eat healthier. Be a better person. Spend less. Save more. Deepen my relationships, excuse me, deepen my relationship with God. Spend more time with friends and family. Exercise more often. Learn something new. Do more good deeds for others. I like this last one. Find a better job. Now that's what most people say when it comes to the things that they aspire to accomplish or the things they aspire to do in the new year. Those are the new year resolutions. You know what the problem is with all of those things, as good and maybe as noble as they are? You know what the problem is? The problem is, is that they're too vague. There's no specific plan on how they're actually going to do those things. No, there's just pie-in-the-sky, you know, hopes and aspirations of what they hope they will actually do. But if they don't have a specific plan, chances are they're not going to succeed in any of those things. We need a faith-filled action plan. This is not up on the screens. If you got a moment you want to jot this down, I'm going to give this to you. Um, in fact, my wife Michelle and I, we actually put this in our book called Family Shift. And so you can, if you don't have the book, you can get it. But if you have the book, you can go back and review it. But here's what we have come up with when it comes to faith filled goals, plans, aspirations in our lives. The F stands for focus. In other words, our plans need to be very specific. So in essence, we don't want to just say, oh, we want to lose weight this year. No, come up with a specific number of how much weight you want to lose. And not just have a specific weight or number, but say, okay, well, what am I going to do? What are my eating habits? What's my intake? What's my output? Exercise? What am I going to do to achieve that specific number? Put a timeline to it. So as a result, we got to get specific. They've got to be focused. The A stands for attainable. In other words, they have to be realistic and practical. So if you've never run around the block, it's probably not going to be a good idea for you to sign up for the New York City Marathon. They've got to be attainable. They've got to be realistic and practical. The I stands for individual. In other words, they've got to be your specific goals. They can't be what somebody else wants for you. They've got to be your goals. They've got to be your aspirations. They've got to be what God has put inside of your heart. The T stands for trackable. In other words, you've got to have a system that allows you to monitor the progress to be able to track 
how you are doing when it comes to achieving those things. And the H stands for heartfelt. In other words, your goals, your aspirations need to be attached to your why. Because when they're attached to your why, listen, it will fill you with the motivation and the sense of purpose and passion you need to keep going when the going gets tough. Can I get an amen? So we need faith-filled, specific plans. Proverbs 20, verse 18 says, If you solicit good advice, then your plans will succeed. So don't charge into battle without wisdom. For wars are won by skillful strategy. So therefore, we need a plan if we're going to take possession of the future and the destiny that God has for us in 2022. And you know one of the best ways to prepare for our future? You know what it is? It's to put the past behind you. Notice what Joshua said, or notice specifically what God said to Joshua. He reminded them. He said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Do you realize that Joshua had spent 80 years with Moses as his protege? He had been basically mentored by Moses. How would you like to step in and fill the shoes of someone such as a great leader like Moses? Well, God had a specific plan, a specific purpose, a specific assignment for Moses. But Moses was dead. And God was reminding Joshua, now that Moses is dead, I have a new assignment for you. I have a plan and I have a purpose that I want you to fulfill. And the same is true with you and me. Listen, yesterday ended last night. So listen, don't drag the worst of your past into the best of your future. I think that's so important. Number two. So not only do we need to set up a plan, but number two, we need to stay in the Word. we got to stay in the Word of God. I'm going to tell you something. The Bible is the greatest and single most important weapon in your arsenal that you will have with you at all times for you to be successful. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. If you want to be more than conqueror, Conquerors, when it comes to achieving the things that God has put in your heart to achieve and accomplish in the coming year of 2022, if you're going to reach your full redemptive potential physically, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, relationally, financially, in every category of your life, you're going to need to build your life and your future on a firm foundation. We sang about it a few moments ago. The chief cornerstone. We're going to have to build it on the rock of Jesus and on the word and our testimony of the Lord Jesus Christ. We've got to build our success and our future on the word of God. And Joshua 1 verse 7 here's what God told him he said be strong and very courageous be careful to obey all the law not some of it to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you and notice do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go you ought to just underline, if you have that close by there in your notes or maybe in your Bible app, you ought to just underline, do not turn from it to the right or to the left. What was he saying? Don't get distracted. 
Don't allow all of the things that are going to be basically waving to get your attention. All of the good things that you're going to have at your disposal. Listen to me. All of the things that you can say yes to in 2022, don't allow those good things to rob you from the best things that God has for your life. It's easy to get distracted. In fact, you know why most people drift in their spiritual lives? You know the reason why most people allow themselves to start out hot for the Lord at the beginning of a new calendar year? And the reason why many of them fizz out at the end of the calendar year? The reason why is because they drifted from allowing the Word of God to be at the center of everything that they do in their life. They had good intentions, but the problem is, is they got distracted by all the other things. And unfortunately, the thing that sometimes suffers the most is our spiritual life. Because it's easy to say yes to the good things because there's a lot of good things. And somehow, some way, we put on the back burner the best things that God desires for us. In fact, in verses 7 and 8, he uses the word success if and only if we stay in his word. In fact, in Joshua 1.8, here's what it says. Keep this book of the law always on your lips and meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then and only then will you be prosperous and successful. So how do you stay in the word for 2022? Three ways. Number one, you talk about it. Because he said right there, keep this book of the law always on your lips. So we talk about it. Number two, we think about it. He says right there in verse 8, he said meditate on it day and night. So we're talking about it. We're thinking about it. But number three, we've got to live it. Notice what he said. He said so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. And what is the outcome What's the benefit? What's the payoff? Notice what he said. Then you will be prosperous and successful. I love what Charles Spurgeon once said. He said, a Bible falling apart usually belongs to someone who isn't. That's a powerful statement, isn't it? So here's the thing I want to challenge you to do. Set up a plan. Stay in the Word. Listen, you've got to do everything you can to keep the word of God at the center of your life, your marriage. Listen, your decisions. We like to say here at Rethink Life, hey, when we find Christ, here's what he does. He helps us change our perspective. He helps us make good choices, better choices in our lives so that we can begin to actually make a greater impact. Well, the only way we can do that is by allowing the Word of God to keep our perspective fresh so that our thoughts and our eyes are fixated on the things above, the eternal things. We can allow our minds to meditate on the truth of God's Word so that we can make good choices and decisions. And as we go about living it out, Listen, that gives us the power that we need to be a witness at work on our school campus, to be a light. Listen, to be 
the hands and the feet to make a greater impact with our lives. In fact, in 2 Timothy 3, verses 16 and 17, here's what it says in the Passion Translation. God has transmitted his very substance into every scripture. For it is God-breathed. Notice, it will empower you by its instruction and correction, giving you the strength to take the right direction and to lead you deeper into the path of godliness. Then you, will, then you will be God's servant, fully mature and perfectly prepared to fulfill any assignment God gives you. Can you imagine what it would be like in our spiritual lives in 2022 if we spent more time reading the word, thinking about the word, and living it out as we do on social media, as we do in compared to maybe watching Netflix or sports on TV or just other things that we do that consumes a lot of our time. Imagine if we put just as much, if not more time in Growing in our spiritual walk with God as we do, wasting time doing a lot of other things, honestly, that have zero benefit to our lives. So here's the challenge. The challenge is, what can we do to stay in the Word? As my father-in-law used to say, it's one thing to get into the Word of God. It's another thing to get the Word of God into you. So we got to get the Word of God into our lives. So how do we start? We start by setting up a plan. Number two, we stay in the Word. And number three, here's what we do. We step out in faith. I like the word step out simply because that simply means that faith is an action. Most people associate faith with belief. But you know what? I can believe all day long that airplanes fly, right? <laughs> but until I actually take action and actually board a plane and actually fly on that plane, guess what? My belief is irrelevant. Because at some point, I got to put faith, I got to put action to what I say I believe. And so we've got to do the same thing. We can say that we believe all these things are important, but at some point we got to step out in faith and we got to put action to what we actually say is important to our lives. Is this helping anybody? I mean, is this challenging? I'm preaching to myself because I need this just as much as anybody else. We all need to be challenged to put faith into action when it comes to the things that we say we want to actually accomplish. We have to take possession. That's what Joshua told the people. That's what God told Joshua. I'm not going to give it to you on a silver platter. You're going to have to go and you're going to have to take possession. Now here's what's interesting. As I wrap this up, I stated at the very beginning that the people of Israel were gathered there on the banks of the Jordan. So again, picture this. Over a million people standing there on the riverbanks. Now, it just so happened to be during the springtime, which typically meant that was also the rainy season, 
The Jordan River, on average, is about 100 feet wide. On average, it's about 20 feet deep. But during this time of year, because of all of the rain and the flooding that takes place, the riverbanks are now overflowing, significantly overflowing, to where it's not just a river, it's like a major chasm between where they were on their side compared to the other side which represented the land that they were going to take possession of. There was just one problem. The problem was is that it was going to be virtually impossible to get over. Well, God knew that. In verses 6, 7, and 9, God reminded Joshua three times. He said, be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Why did God tell Joshua, one of the greatest military generals of all time, to be strong and courageous? Let me tell you why. Because he knew that he was going to get potentially distracted. He knew that he was going to face discouragement and even depression. You know why? Because on the other side, the land, the place known as Canaan, the promised land that God had for the people, God wanted Joshua to understand and remember that what was on the other side was going to contain mixed blessings. In other words, there were going to be battles as well as blessings. Do you realize that on the other side of the Jordan, there were seven nations that were bigger and stronger and more resourceful than the people of Israel. Keep in mind, they had been slaves for 400 years in Egypt. They had nothing. They didn't have the experience. They didn't have the resources. They didn't have what the others on the other side already had. So God already knew that there was going to be opposition. God knew there were going to be battles that had to be fought. Seven nations, some 31 kings. And Joshua knew that only God would allow them to overcome and to win the battles. But it was going to require something huge. And it was for those people to take a giant step of faith and to cross the Jordan, which was an impossibility. Humanly speaking, it was impossible. And here's what Joshua 1 verse 9 said. And this is what God gave Joshua in terms of the confidence that he needed to move forward. He said, have I not commanded you to be strong and courageous? He said, do not be afraid and do not be discouraged. And here's the key. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. You ought to circle those words. Afraid and discouraged. Here's the reason why. Fear is what will keep you in the desert. 
Fear is what will keep you stuck wandering in the wilderness. But God says, don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. He said, for I am with you wherever you go. At school, at work, in a difficult situation, in relationships, whatever it is. Whatever is daunting Whatever is in front of you, whatever that you desire to see become a reality, but yet you see the impossibility in front of you that stands in the way, God is saying, don't be afraid, don't get discouraged, for I am with you wherever you go. See, courage, as someone once said, isn't the absence of fear. Courage is the willingness to step out in spite of our fear. In Joshua 3, verses 15 and 16, we see something miraculous take place. Again, the river is raging. And this time, when God was to show a miracle and to show himself to the people... Remember Moses, the Red Sea stopped and the people were able to cross over from one side to the other. But on this case, there was a raging river. And in this time, rather than stopping it in advance, here is what God told Joshua to communicate to the priest. He said, as the priest who carried the ark reached the Jordan... He said, here's what I want you to do. He said, I want you to go to the water's edge. And he said, when the feet touch the water's edge, the water from upstream stopped flowing. In other words, he said, look, you're going to have to step out in faith first. That's always the hardest part. Stepping out in faith first. John Maxwell says, listen, this is awesome. He said, everything worthwhile is what? It's uphill. In other words, it's going to be harder than what you think. And that's what faith requires. It re- requires faith. So he said, I want you to step out. Take the priest. And he said, as the moment they put their foot in the water, God begins to dam up the water. Listen to this. Some 17 miles upstream. That simply means that there was a waiting process. So therefore, here are the priests, they are stepping out. Now they're wading out into the water. They're in their ankles, they're in their knees. Now they're getting up to their chest. And above them, they're holding the Ark of the Covenant. And I'm sure they're thinking to themselves, Oh my goodness, what is about to happen? And then suddenly the waters begin to recede. And as the priests are in the middle holding up the ark, and the water recedes. A million plus people are able to cross over from one side to the next. And I find it interesting, that was probably a long period of time that those priests had to stand in the middle of the river holding up the ark. That simply means that they had sustainable faith, believing that somehow, some way, even though everybody else crossed over, they were going to be able to make it over to the other side as well. God honored their faith. And as a result, they did the impossible. And that's what I want to challenge you to do. In 2022, set up a plan. Stay in the word. 
step out in faith. And trust God to do the impossible. That's why we're doing 21 days of prayer starting tomorrow. You know, I find it interesting that you'll see later in the book of Joshua, in Joshua chapter 3, verse 5, before they were to go and take possession. Listen, this is huge. Before they were to go and take possession of the future, you know what Joshua told the people? He said, consecrate yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. And I believe, listen, if we're going to see all the things that we have in our heart, if we want to see those things accomplished in 2022, you know what we're going to have to do? We're going to have to set up a plan. We're going to have to stay in the Word. We're going to have to step out in faith. And we're going to have to get ourselves ready because God wants to do something big in and through our lives. Amen? You believe that? God wants to do something big in our lives. He wants to, he wants to help us accomplish the impossible. So that's why we're setting aside 21 days of prayer and fasting. Every day, Monday through Friday, 6 a.m., 9 o'clock on Saturdays, join us on all our social media platforms. We're kicking off next month in February, what we call Jump Start. It's going to be a way for you to jump start your faith as you begin to grow and develop. We're starting next week a study in the book of Philippians called The Habits of Happiness. I'm really, really excited about it. On the 16th, you can step out in faith and get water baptized, marking this moment in your life to go public with your faith. If you've never put your, listen, if you've never done that, if you put your faith in Jesus, but you've never made it public, mark that day, the 16th of January, to take your faith public. And I believe one of the ways that all of these things can actually happen and happen in a way that allows you to see progress and growth in all of these areas of your life is through small groups. So I want to challenge you to get connected to a small group. Here's what I want to challenge a lot of you to do. To step out in faith and actually host and lead a small group. We need more leaders than we actually need groups because the key to it is having men and women and students who are willing to step out in faith and host a group because we need a variety of groups represented to meet people's schedules, to meet people's needs. Because listen, that is where life change happens. I want to encourage you to engage. I want to encourage you to grow. I want to encourage you, listen to this, to serve. Join a team. Find a dream team so you can start serving to make a greater impact with your time and your talent. Start giving financially. Put God first in your finances. If you'll start at the beginning of 2022 by honoring God with a tithe, trust me on this. Don't, don't take my word. Take the word of God for it. Listen, take God's word for what it is. Watch what God will do when you put him first in every area of your life. So honor him with the tithe. Honor him right here at the beginning of this new calendar year with your first fruits. In other words, give him the first 10% of what God blesses you with as an offering. Bring the tithe to the local house of worship, Malachi 3 teaches. Can I give you a little good news? We set a goal. The goal is actually to be achieved at the end of this year of 2022 to raise a half a million dollars. Well, we encourage people to give to help accelerate that. And to date, we have received $32,000 cash 
through our year-end giving opportunity, and we have $45,700 pledged over and above regular giving for this calendar year. And we're believing that this year of 2022 is going to be our year to do something great and significant by putting our stake in the ground and actually declaring a place that will serve as the future of Rethink Life Church. Amen? Come on, somebody. We're going to stand on that promise. So I don't know what your Jordan is. Whatever your Jordan is, for me, that's my Jordan. My Jordan is to, is to, is to cross the opportunity there to actually have a place that will serve as the future home of Rethink Life. Your Jordan may be a, a failing marriage. Your Jordan may be a, a, a job situation that you need, to, you need to, to make some changes with. Maybe your Jordan situation is a health issue or a financial issue. Whatever your Jordan is, set up a plan. Stay in the Word. Step out in faith. And what, watch what God will do. Let's bow our heads together in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your word and just the simplicity and the relevancy of your word and how it applies to all of our lives. And even for those of you that are watching us right now online, I just want to invite you just right where you are, just even in the quietness of this moment, to join with us in prayer. And what I'm about to share with everybody here applies to those of you that are watching. But I realize there are some of you here today. and You know, right here at the beginning of this calendar year, even as a believer, as a follower of Jesus, maybe you've been guilty of drifting in your spiritual life. And the last thing you want to see happen is for 2022 to resemble what you've done in the past as far as getting distracted or drifting. And maybe it's time to design your future. By setting up that plan, a Bible reading plan, a prayer plan, a financial plan, a relational plan vocational plan, a health plan, whatever, come up with a plan. And allow this year to be a year where you step out in faith and make good by taking action on those things. Surrounding yourself with others. Not doing life alone, doing it with a local church, a body of believers, a spiritual family. Maybe some of you just need to make a new commitment, a fresh commitment in your heart. You need to do what Joshua told the people, to consecrate yourselves. Get your heart right. Get your heart ready to, to receive what God wants to do in you and through you. And some of you, the greatest single thing that you could do is to put Jesus first by making him the Lord of your life. It's interesting, Joshua's name means deliverer. In the New Testament, Jesus is the Joshua of the New Testament. And he came to deliver us from all of our sin. He died on a cross and he came back to life so that you could have a relationship with God through Jesus. Know that your sin has been forgiven. 
have a purpose here in this life and have the assurance of a home in heaven. And if that's your need right where you are, would you pray this prayer? And if you're watching online, you can pray this with me as well. You can pray something like this. Just say, dear God, I confess to you that I'm a sinner and I turn from my sin. Jesus, I believe that you died on a cross and you arose again. And today by faith, I invite you into my life to be my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Jesus, for saving my soul. As our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed, if you happen to have prayed that prayer just then, would you let me know But just holding up your hand high toward heaven today, saying, yes, count me in. I just prayed life's most important prayer today by by inviting Jesus into my life. Any others? Any others? That's awesome. That's awesome. Father, we celebrate with these that lifted their hands. God, we just embrace this moment, Lord, as we take possession of the future that you have in store for our lives. We pray this today in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Come on, let's give a little shout of praise and celebrate with those that just made life's greatest decision. But real quick here, let me just say, if you prayed that prayer with me just a moment ago, uh, there in your seats, you should have received one of our, well, or one of our connection cards. It looks just like this. Um, you were introduced to that earlier. If you haven't had a chance to fill that out, please take a moment and do so. You'll notice there's a blue little line that says there at the bottom, I'm giving my life to Jesus. If you prayed that prayer, you raised your hand acknowledging that you did so, put a check mark in that little uh, blank space there. Turn it in the offering containers that comes by here in just a moment. You can also text, listen, if you're watching online, you can text the words RTL Jesus, just RTL Jesus. And that will shoot you one of these little uh, connection cards in a digital format. We have a little booklet we'd love to put into your hands called Rethinking Life Every Day. You can pick one up on your way out at the, uh, at the connection tent. And also, if you're watching online, we'll send you a digital version of that. All you got to do is fill that out and put, uh, push submit, and uh, we'll get that into your hands. Listen, we also have an opportunity today to continue to be faithful and to kind of just push reset in our spiritual lives when it comes to honoring the Lord with the tithe. And can I just just say this? Please hear my heart. If you're visiting with us today, you can just tune me out right now. Just, you know, look up a menu of a restaurant you want to go to or whatever, okay? Because this is for our Rethink Life Church family. But listen, I often say, let's do great things together. The only way that we can do that is when we collectively do our part in taking ownership of what God has called us to be and what God has called us to do. And that's God's plan. That's the reason why he set in place something known as the tithe. The tithe belongs to him. It's a way of honoring him, worshiping him, putting him first, putting him as the highest, most important priority of our lives. It's a faith building. It's a growth journey of our relationship with the Lord. But it's also God's way of resourcing and financing the ministry of the church to accomplish God's great commission of taking the gospel to the world. I'm pleased to say we just wrapped it up. We gave in 2021, listen to this, just over $70,000 to global national and local outreach to help meet needs and to help carry the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
That's incredible. In light of all that we've been through over the last year, to God be the glory. That's how we do great things together beyond this school to reach this nation and to reach this world with the hope of Jesus Christ. And so I'm thankful. We actually just gave, I believe it was right at $17,000 to Samaritan's Purse this past week. Once again, just over and above helping uh, with the disaster relief needs and funds because of the tornadoes um, that hit, I think, approximately like six different states here recently. So I just want to say thank you. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your generosity. Thank you for your sacrifice. But thank you most of all for being willing to step out in faith and say, God, use me to be your hands, to be your, fa- your, your, your feet, to be your face and your voice to a world that desperately needs Jesus. Amen. Let's pray over our offering. Father, we thank you for the faithfulness of your people. Thank you for what you're doing in our hearts, in our church. Lord, we're believing that 2022 is going to be a breakthrough year. My theme is all things new for 2022. And God, I pray that, Lord, as we step out in faith, Lord, as we begin to move forward, God, you are going to move among us to do great and mighty things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Well, thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you like what you're hearing, it would mean a great deal to us if you would consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. You can click on the share button, take a screenshot, and share it on your social stories. And be sure to tag us at Rethink Life Church. To learn more about our church, check out RethinkLife.com. Until next time, hey, we love you and believe the best is yet to come in your life.